<laughs> My face is covered. I'm undercover, y'all. I'm DL behind this graphic. Okay, here we are. All right. Welcome to uh, yet another live stream, everybody. Um, this one is special because, hold on a second, let me get that better up. Because this is a combo show. So the Real Talk podcast and the Men Like Us podcast, we're coming together, doing a show. A lot of the same faces, but, you know, we're going to have real motherfucking talk, as they say on the Real Talk podcast. So the host of the Real Talk podcast is with me. That is my main man, Mike. Yo. Mike Brooklyn in the house. And joining the both of us, uh, as per usual, is our main man, Trill. So um, what's happening, fellas? Chilling, chilling. And uh, yeah. just to do the little Real Talk podcast intro, welcome to the Real Talk podcast. It's your host, Mike Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so combo show y'all. So we're gonna be uh talking about some things. Well, we're talking about pose today, but we're doing it in a way that mixes a little bit with the shows. Um, the Real Talk podcast does um does spend a lot more time talking about murders in the community, a lot of real stories, real motherfucking talk. So that's kind of getting mixed in all this right now. So today we are talking pose. The FX series, um, for those of you that don't know, if there's anybody listening to this who doesn't know, Pose is a series on FX that um, centers around a lot of people in the black and brown trans community, um, you know, centers around this thing called Ballroom, which is, you know, a very, very big, big part of um, trans life in, uh, well, not trans life in general, I don't know. It's just a big thing in LGBT. New York. It started in New York. Fine. LGBT. Started in New York. Um, spread out from there. They got ballroom in a lot of major cities. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of competition all, all around the world. Lots of competitions. Uh, you know, it's people competing in different categories from, you know, realness to, well, I know guys toss out some other fucking <laughs> categories. Voguing, realness, space, voguing. Um, you also, also have town and country. Um, yeah. They have some special ones. Category. Yeah, they got some special ones like military. You know who, who yeah, looked the best in military, or, or and, you know, and the, cra- and the craziest one, bizarre. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, that's that's pretty much what Pose uh, is centering around. But it is a great show with some amazing characters, and it tells some uh, pretty dope stories. It introduces. A lot of people outside of the community and even inside the community to some new narratives and some new ideas and you know kind of gives us a window in how things used to be because uh season one centers on the 80s season two is the 90s i don't know what they're going to do with season three uh late 90s uh season two was early 90s okay so yep not jumping a full decade season three will be in the late 90s so um yeah, it's a pretty dope show but you know that's what the fuck we are talking about today uh, as usual with my podcast, trigger warning out the yin yang because we we don't say how we feel out here. So, great to have some conversation. You know, again, this is a men space, men, uh, you know, men conversation. So you are welcome to listen, but you know, just under- take it for what it is. So um, let's start out here. So yeah, where we wanted to start out with, or where Mike and I decided to start out with, is. Um, we want to talk about a lot of the characters in the show 
in terms of who they're based off of. So a lot of the characters in the show are based off of actual real people or real people's stories. A lot of the stories really did happen. And Mike is going to run us through the list of, uh, of characters and, you know, who they're really modeled off of. So take it away, Mike. Well, first and foremost, you got to start with the MC. Now, the MC, who is Billy Porter, he played the character Pray Tell. Um, that was actually based off of Junior LaBeja. He's a real cat. Um, he was in Paris is Burning. And he was the one that did the whole uh, work, you know, stuff like that, like all the trademark little sayings that you hear RuPaul use a lot nowadays. Like a lot of that came from Junior LaBeja in the ball scene in the 80s. Um, and pray tell, I got it. Like, even though Junior LaBeja's beef was that they didn't contact him for any consulting stuff, I got to say Billy Porter did it perfectly. Like he, he literally embodied that character. Um, but then you also had Mother Blanca. Like, <laughs> um, she was actually based off of two people. There's Avis Pendavis, who a lot of people credited as that loving mother figure that pushed her kids to, like, go to college and stuff like that and pursue other avenues outside of ballroom. Um, and then you also had Angie Extravaganza, who was also known as to be, like, a loving mother figure to a lot of the people within the house of extravaganza and dd Dee Dee says she has yet to see paris is burning Dee Dee that, that's a shame that's a shame join the club <laughs> that's a shame who we um uh, who are you talking about right now uh that was blanca just that you know she was based okay. off of avis pendavis and angie extravaganza okay yeah so two two mothers of two big houses <laughs> Um, but then you had a lot of people's favorite. Now, a lot of people's favorite character is Angel for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, but Angel was actually based off of Octavia St. Laurent, who legit tried to become a model. Um, she was actually seen in Paris is Burning. Yeah, it was Wait, is a, one actually, of the ones that we downloaded. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it this one? Yes, Octavia oh, okay. St. Laurent. <laughs> um, she actually tried out for um, a modeling competition in the late 80s with the real Mrs. Ford. Like there was a real Mrs. Ford that was actually at that contest. Um, so, and apparently we lost a couple people here. No, no, go ahead. You're, you're no, on. Totally <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, also Tracy Africa. Um, Tracy Africa was a legit model. Yes. Um, unfortunately, she was outed by a butch queen that recognized her and he spilled her tea and she got blackballed um, by a bunch of campaigns that she was trying to be a model for. But she did end up getting work overseas a little bit. Um, but then the last one to be based on Angel was Carmen Extravaganza. Now, Carmen Extravaganza actually did get some modeling work in Europe. But if you watch the show Pose, there's a scene where Blanca and Angel are at a beach. And a lot of people are saying that that scene was based off of Carmen Extravaganza and Brooke Extravaganza being at the beach in uh, Paris is Burning, where Brooke was talking about how she had just recently got her uh, sex change operation. And 
Also, we got Damon. Damon was based off of Willie Ninja because Willie Ninja was known to be a perfectionist on the dance floor and perfected the art of voguing. And as you see later on in season two, Damon gets to go on tour with uh, Malcolm McLaren for the Deep in Vogue song, and Willie Ninja actually did the choreography for that. Um, then you had Electra, who was based off of Crystal Abeja, um, because early on, Crystal Abeja in the documentary The Queen had a scene where she was talking about how like she has the right to show her true colors and to like you know be the person that she really is and everything like that. And Electra has that argument with Blanca when Blanca leaves the house. Uh, then you had Dorian Corey, who a lot of people know about Dorian Corey. She actually had a mummy in her closet that was found after she passed away from complications due to AIDS. And Dorian Corey basically had a story where um, she got into either an argument with an ex with a boyfriend or a potential client. It was hard to tell what the story was, but she ended up killing that person and then mummifying the body in a suitcase that was found by a friend of hers when she passed away. Uh, then Candy was based on Venus Extravaganza, in which the story of Venus Extravaganza was she was hooking up with a john in the sex life and the john ended up killing her in the hotel room and supposedly hiding her under the bed and stuff like that with her putting her body under the bed where the where the room service found it after you know her being dead for a few hours and stuff like that but if anybody out there does know what happened that's still a case that has been unsolved so the best way to get that information out is to call the NYPD if you do have any information regarding that case. And then last but not least, there was Quincy and Chili, who were the two children at the end of season two. They were actually based on the two children in the movie Paris is Burning. So um, a lot of people were speculating that for a while, but it was later on found to be true. Um, the two kids in Paris is Burning, um, the creators of Post chose to include their story because a lot of people were not sure whatever happened to them. So uh, that's basically how it went. Like they used a lot of these true stories in the show Pose. And, you know, now for people that didn't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for schooling everybody. Appreciate that, Professor. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. So, like, uh, like, like Niambi always says, learn your history. <laughs> there you go. She's all about that. Um, so the next thing that we wanted to go to about Pose, and, you know, obviously this is, this part of it is more of a group affair. And audience, by all means, jump in on this shit. Jump in. But I want to talk about my favorite characters. I want to talk about the characters that I love on this show. So, you know, really for me and i'm just lead off with this thing i really enjoyed um i really enjoyed damon uh, damon um in the beginning like his story you know getting kicked out the house and that you know his like having that dream and then actually working up to it practicing and then like actually making it and then his success in class and now like the man really made it work you know obviously with the help of his house mom 
But it was just like that scene where he did the dance and he just laid it all out there. I was just like, wow, like that really, that really hit me. That really got through. And um, it was just, it was one of many moments in the, in the series that really gets to you. But for me, it was, it was the, the scene, the character, he was the one that kind of cemented it for me. Like I was like, oh, this is okay. This is going to be really good. So, you know, it just, it really let me know. It set the tone for me, honestly, and the humanity that the show was going to expose or show off. Which so, I think is why, why that was the first episode. Cause it did set the tone. <laughs> really did. Yeah. So Mike, and we, we just going to go around and just keep talking about what characters we like. So okay. we don't have to, we don't have to choose just one, but you know, <laughs> everybody please uh, toss in your favorite, favorite characters. I think you already know who my favorite character is, though. Um, right off the bat, MJ Rodriguez, Miss Miss Blanca Evangelista. <laughs> you got support on that one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, it, it's like when I first saw it, like um, I was seeing Blanca, and I was like, I was like, there's just something about her to me that stands out. And then as the series progressed, I was like, yes, that that's wifey. <laughs> <laughs> it, look, she's a very likable character because she. She sets out to do the right thing by people and she gets it fucking done. Yeah. Like she set out to be responsible and put these kids on the right track. And she wasn't going to have them doing X, Y, and Z, being on drugs and all that other shit. And she was, she, she was a lot like the women in my life where she was uh, an unmovable object. Yeah. She wouldn't flinch in her standards. She was like, no, this is what the fuck is going on in my house. And I'm not allowing any other bullshit happening here like and no room lot, no margin for error and a lot of people from the old school used to say that's kind of that was kind of similar to angie extravaganza's personality mm. so what's up trail um <laughs> who you got man um be honest i do i love blanca character because i love what type of person she is you know um me personally my favorite character and basically how she looked, and I wish she had more of a storyline. She don't really have a good storyline. Um, it's Lulu. I know, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yo, <laughs> I knew like, it. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it real. That girl is beautiful. I don't care what. Go. Yo, I mean, also Candy is beautiful too. I'm not gonna lie, Candy is beautiful too. Mm-hmm. But huh? man, listen, I, I just, I just wish she had more of a storyline. Like, I hope in season three she had more of a, like a storyline. Like they even give her a backstory and everything because I'm re- I'm really interested in her character. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really yeah, but fun fact, fun fact. Um, damn, I lost it. But uh, Haley Sahar does have a movie coming out in yeah, regards to where she plays um an LGBTQ activist from California. California, mm-hmm. yeah, that's where she's from. She's from there. She lived there. Yeah, she's from Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, I see her on them uh, Discovery ads. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even know that was her because, you know, again, we're doing the real talk here. So I didn't know that was uh, Haley Sahar because I, I guess t- I just I, wasn't I trained to like. That. Yeah, I told yeah, you. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't trained to recognize her without her titties pushed out. Ooh. So like the titties is always sitting high and pretty in the show. <laughs> and then she wearing the suit ain't nothing. I'm like, is that that can't be. I don't know. Let me hit the Google real quick. And huh? I'm sorry, her like her her look in the show is titties up front, pushed out. That's part of the look. And then in that it was like 
you know, and I was just like, huh, I didn't know. I'm like, okay, that well, that's a nice looking lady, but I don't know what's going on here. But I had no idea it was the same same person at first. It took me a little bit to figure that one out. It took me time. I mean, I mean, she is light skin and thick, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Dee Dee. <laughs> thank you, thank you for the face palm. But but, but, but from what Trell just said, can we really take a moment and appreciate how beautiful Angelica Ross is? Very. Oh my For God. sure. I just liked how fiery her character yeah. was. Like she didn't take no shit mm-hmm. and she was coming for your ass. And, um, you know, we'll talk about our favorite scenes later. Cause I think everybody knows that part of it is coming, but yeah. even like during the whole time, she didn't take no shit from Bray tell. She mm-hmm. was coming at everybody. She was fierce as fuck. It was hammer time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that, 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 viciousness in terms of like i'm pursuing what i want and like i'm not going to let you or anybody else limit me that's that shit i fucks with real talk that's the shit i fucks with man but i I need to jump back in time real quick here uh my favorite character in season one was angel angel was my like queen to be in season (laughs) one and then season two i was like "Ah, i'm kind of over it but when i first started watching the show i'm just like yeah that's 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 if, if we had to all pick somebody that we had a crush on in the show. Oh yeah, it was Angel. Okay. Uh that that was the one. But um, you know, and, and I liked her. I mean, I don't know. Obviously, as a, a straight guy, it was her and Stan and that whole dynamic and everything that was happening with Stan was a, was of interest to me. Um you know, I think it was definitely right on the money in terms of, you know, how scared a lot of these guys are to live in their truth and all that jazz. Like, I get that that side of it, um, you know. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I think let's just say every. I think a lot of folks had different characters that they were attracted to in the show in the terms of just eye candy. Mm-hmm. That's a factor in it. And thank you, Maya, for pointing that out. Throw your comment up there. Because for some of the ladies, uh, Ricky was eye candy. He was. He was. Ricky was eye candy for a lot of the chicks. Angel was eye candy for me in season one. Uh, you know, that, that was it. But, um, you know, the whole thing with her and Stan and then James Vanderbeek, loved him being in the show. You know, got to always invite the Dawson. Shout out. <laughs> you know, the Dawson and Kate Mara. And like, okay, damn. They didn't just get nobody off the street for this. Huh? Yeah. I said Kate Mara, I was surprised she was in that show. Yeah. So that was all interesting and but you know, it was trash as fuck of Stan to just be bit the bitch out and leave, but you know. Well, we we will get to that in the other part where we talk about our favorite scenes. Fair enough. Fair enough. uh, Yes. But to be honest with you, Damon was also one of my favorite characters, though, mm-hmm. because um I did appreciate the fact that they did touch on the topic of the kid being kicked out of his house because of his sexual orientation and stuff like that. Because um, like I've said on my podcast before, back when I was homeless, I was homeless in the village and in the village. It's a lot of kids from New York city, but a lot of kids from Jersey that get kicked out and end up homeless because they have nowhere else to go. So they end up down by Christopher street and the peers and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. I got to meet a lot of them, like a lot of, 
trans people, a lot of gay people that uh, were forced out at a young age. And, and I'm still friends I'm, with them to the day. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm talking about these are young people like anywhere from 15 to like 27 years old. Like, I mean, a broad range of, of people, um, you know, so it's like I know what they went through and to see it put on screen. It's so eye opening. And I really feel like it was a message that the public needed to see. And Dan and Damon, who's played by Ryan Jamal Swain, he pulled that off to the T. Absolutely. It was great. Um. Trey, did you want to throw out one more character that you uh you appreciate? Oh, of course, of course. And I'm a, mm -hmm. I don't mean to stunt, but I'm just saying. I mean, I'm talking about her right here. Angelica <laughs> <laughs> Ross. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't yeah. mean to stunt, but you know, I, I love Angelica Ross. I love. But her. you know, I, I, I loved her because she was a Dawson woman. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. and she really like. She wasn't, you know. I know everybody always talk about the angry black woman, dude. In her case, she needed to be that angry. And the reason why I know about why she was that angry because of what she been through throughout her whole life. You understand mm -hmm. me? So I understand, especially in season two, like before the episode that, you know, she was brutally murdered. She really went at it with Praytel and saying like, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I want to be heard. I want to be seen. Mm -hmm. I have a voice and I matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for reality, she does, you know? Yeah. And I think so, that's a you know a great lesson out yeah, there. See, it is. Yeah, yeah, great see, people complain about the angry black woman, but I'll be honest with you, that feistiness kind of turns me on, though. <laughs> like <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you know, see, see, that's the thing about it. I understand what you're saying, but for me, it's like they're not. I don't look at it as being angry. Exactly. I look at it as trauma. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's what they okay. do. You know, that's yeah, but, what I look at it as trauma. Yeah, but I, mm -hmm. I look at it as like somebody who's not afraid to stand up for what they want. Like if they feel a certain type of way about something, it's like it's like they standing on it. Like this is what yeah. this is what I'm saying. You know, and, and that's and a part me, of that's, the uh, oh yeah, no, I'm saying that that's a part of the black experience in America in general. Like there's a lot of black women out there who had to be strong and un un unflinching in their resolve to get what they wanted. And, you know, they had to be that rock, they had to be that strong one and just wouldn't let wouldn't let anybody tell them that they don't belong there. So, you know, I, that's that's why I appreciated her character, because I saw in that character. Like I saw a lot of what I grew up with in the women, like my grandma, my mom, both of my grandmas and my mother, all just like that. Super strong willed, ain't ain't taking no for an answer. They will be heard like. And, you know, and that's some shit I could really respect. Thanks. So, um, so all right. Well, we're gonna move on from favorite characters to favorite scenes. <laughs> so, you know, I already talked about my talked about one scene that I like, which was you know, uh, uh, Damon getting admittance into the dance school and his dance, and he just kind of he left it all out there. You know, in, fo in football, um, and just in sports in general, like in football, they say leave it all out on the field. Now in basketball, they say leave it all out on the court. Like he left it all out on the dance floor. He put everything he had in that performance. You know, the character did, and it was just like super dope. And you just know, like that was really him bearing his soul in dance to those people. That was it was a really powerful moment. It again set the tone for the series. It let me know what kind of what kind of realness and dopeness I was in store for. But I will pass 
pass the mic on over to Mike. <laughs> All right, um, like I, I got a couple different favorite scenes, so I'm just gonna go one right now because I know you. I know you, you. You said we're gonna go like in a circle around the whole. Yeah, yeah, going, yeah bro. Around again. Um, so one of them was definitely uh, Angel and um, Stan because. I really liked how Stan was a like like the character Stan. They writ into it to where it shows like he wants to be open, he wants to move forward. But they really pulled off showing how like there is that thing that pulls him back to where it's like his fear kicks in. And I feel that was important because there are a lot of men out there who maybe they want to be open, but it's just a fear that keeps them from really pursuing who they truly are. And it showed that if you keep doing that and you keep suppressing who you are, you're going to lose everything in the end in which Stan lost everything. I mean, that's a that, that's a really great thing to bring up, though, because there are men out there who, you know, and, and you know, I became aware uh, a week or two ago um, about a man who about a man who was married and his wife found out. And, um, you know, she was threatening to take the kids away and ruin his life and X, Y, and Z. And the guy killed himself. Wow. Like, this shit is real, man. Like, motherfuckers really be going through. And when you in a marriage, you know, especially like that one on the show, you know, he lost everything trying to be with this girl. And, you know, then at the, at the last second he pulled out. Or actually, no, he, I think at the end he did want to make it work. But then she was just like, I don't need you no more. Which, yeah. fine. It's a it's a TV show. I'll let it go. It was his um, third. Was, <laughs> it, 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 it was his third attempt to go back in, and it was like yeah. And yeah. he was jerking her around and shit. And you know, look, that was one gripe that I had with the show. Yes, you hated Stan. Uh, it's it's well. We're just talking about I mean, the importance of his character, like how yeah. there's an importance to it. Right, right. But here's the thing, though: there are no there are no male characters for anybody to like. All the male characters were built for people to hate. So, I mean, but between Stan and Darius, there the one that was built to be liked was an unrealistic fucking movie fantasy bullshit character with a black doctor that don't care is going to sweep her off her feet and all this other shit. Can, can we make this a little bit more realistic? You just be a black dude that drive buses or some shit like that. I don't know. Like, why? <laughs> it is promoting fairy tale bullshit, but anywho, I'm sorry. I, it, that's, I, I don't want to drag it all the way off, but you know, Stan was, uh, it, that, that, that scene where she was left in that apartment to clean up and like every, she came there and everything was gone. Yep. That was like, yo, that's fucked up. And she had every right to not want to go back to that to that bullshit or give that motherfucker another chance. After she did that shit, yep. what are you even coming around for, man? Yeah, wow. That, that that that's what I'm saying. It was just the fact that it really showcased the that that pull of like staying in that cis federal life and being who you really are. And it's like he's going back and forth, and he just can't find that that solid ground. Well, you know, L and um, L and G, L and G critics of the T would say that, you know, their whole issue with trans is that it reinstills the hetero lifestyle a little bit. So, you know, there is that. <laughs> like, it, it still is a hetero dynamic if, you know, one person's being the male and one person is being a female. But, you know, 
Yes, Dan was a pussy. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I wonder what kind of blowback to how unrealistic it would have been if Stan wasn't a pussy. And Stan was like, hey, this is what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm leaving you and I'm going to be with her. See you later. And then they did that shit. Like, it, where, what, what other way could it have gone as a, as a, as a show? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trail, you got any good scenes? Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I know the type of person I am, but I don't care about what anybody say because this is something that really hits when it comes to black men, especially. Mm. Even though the characters are Latino, which is Lil Poppy. Okay. How, Latino. <laughs> how he professes his love to Angel. Okay. How he got so emotional that tears came to his eyes to let her know that, yo, I don't care what other men you're interested in. I don't care what you got going on in life. You're not going to find another man like me. Yep. That's going to mm-hmm. love you. Want to be with you and do right by you by any means. Mm-hmm. That that part I love so much because I was like, yo, wow, that joint is real right there. Because sometimes you have to you have to you have to let these girls know how serious you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna go as far as saying you know you have to um you have to cry about it or anything, but at the end of the day, it's still an emotional it's still emotional feeling to let it mm-hmm. all out because we're told we're not supposed to do that. We're told we're not mm-hmm. supposed to feel that way, and I don't know if it's just black men. I'm just speaking from a black man point of view, but I know that comes with all men of all different races because it's like. We're told we're not supposed to be, you know, emotional about anything. You know, if a, if, a, if if Angel was a full-on black woman from the hood that, you know, just regular, but this guy is really feeling her, she probably laughed at him. Like, you know, dude, pull your skirt up or laughed at him or something like that. You understand what I'm saying? Which is real messed up. But at the end of the day, I love that. I love that scene right there because it was like, wow, that's not even, you know, that's not even put out there even in a so-called hetero world, it's not even put out there like that. And here you go, you got this man who has his confessor, his love to this trans woman, and let her know that, yo, I'm feeling you, I really want you, I have love for you, all right? Regardless of what, yeah. I don't care, I want you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's and, putting and that I, on display. Yeah, and I actually posted about that earlier today. I was like, because I was watching the episode over again, and I was like, Amen. Like, like standing ovation shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Man, I, I I wasn't anywhere near that. But <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Now I, I felt where Woo. I felt where I felt where he was coming from. You know what I mean? Yeah, it right. was That's like, what it was. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was like, yeah. I, I, like, like, like I've had that situation where it's like, you know, I want the woman to know, like, okay, this is how I feel about you. Mm-hmm. And it's like the way he did it, it was just purely genuine. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like he's. It's like what you said. He left. You know they. They. they you know how. Um, um, he left it in the field. Yeah. <laughs> left it on the field. All on the field. field. Yeah. He left it right there on the table for her. Like yo, man. Yeah. You know other men gonna love you like I do, and that's a fact. Now, so I mean, because he was trying to get her right, and then he just had this moment where he was like, "Fuck it." I'm laying it all out right here, like make a decision, kind of shit. Or well, she. I don't she remember. Had, I only watched it once. Yeah. Her and him had made a date 
to go to a certain restaurant. Oh, right. She didn't and, show up, right? Yeah, she, she didn't show up because she got called to a modeling gig last minute. Right. Yeah, and yeah. It was her first shot. Um, so he got he felt stood up, but then she explained what happened and he was proud of her. But as she's about to walk away, he's like, nah, but you gotta understand. Like <laughs> all the you same gotta... stuff you got going on, I'm your man. <laughs> he's like, right. That's what's up, man. That's that, yeah, that's that's what's up. That's definitely what's up, you know. Uh yeah. So I mean, look, there there are all pieces to this to this uh show that yeah, it's got a lot going on in the show. Um, got any other scenes? But well, hold on a second. Um, yeah, Actually, well, we'll, 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 I want to jump straight to the big one since uh, Dee Dee is already commenting about it. So, <sighs> yes, the, that, the, that, that was actually the one I was going to get to. This is the reason why I only watched season two once, all the way through. I never went. I've watched season one probably two or three times. Never went back to season two after the first view. I had to because <laughs> the hardest scene. Yeah, it was when everyone gathered for Candy. I cried my eyes out when Candy's spirit spoke to her parents. Seriously, to me, best show ever. Like, yeah, when 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 she was talking to her parents and her dad was like, "I see you now." But then, well, really, so I was I was already kind of choked up in that moment. I'm like, okay, well, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, but I ain't crying yet. I'm like, all right, it's cool. But then they moved to the um to the, to the love like this before part, and it was over. Yeah, yeah. Waterworks shirt was all wet. It was just streaming tears, just oh, just tears, uncontrolled tears. I wasn't sobbing like I was trying to catch my breath. I was just sitting there and just waterworks, and, and small, I, I, that's why I couldn't turn back and watch that shit again. And little fact, it's about, real man don't cry. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Suppose, Suppose ale- yeah. allegedly, allegedly, yeah, yeah allegedly, <laughs> right, yeah. allegedly, yeah. Now, but um, little fact about that scene with the love like this before. Angelica Ross choreographed that whole thing mm. on her own. Wow. Yeah, but I gotta say though, that scene had me choked up from like probably right around the the part where it started because it was just the way everybody went out for her. You know what I mean? Like when her body was there and they realized that she wasn't put together properly by the funeral parlor and everything like that. Like they were like, no, we got to fix this situation. And then it went to where everybody's like sitting down and they're all like, kind of like taking in the fact that this is real. You know what I mean? Like this person is really gone and everything like that. And how she literally visited with every single person. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, and then also, like you said, once it got to the father, it was just like, okay. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I can't control it. <laughs> yeah, that's man. Right. Look, I don't rewatch shit like that. Like that shit yeah. that 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 got me like that. Like I haven't. I, okay, I cried like that to the Notebook. Never watched the Notebook since then. I think it was like two thousand five, two thousand. I never thought of Notebook. Never. I, I didn't cry to the Notebook. <laughs> I did. I did. It, it hit me. It hit me where I live somehow, some way. Uh, you know, being being in the situation I was in. But it hit me, and I'm like, never watch this movie again. Like, and then this one, this 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 one scene, this one, it, just, it, it hit me so hard. I'm like, I can't go back and watch it. I, I I went back and bought it. I bought season two on iTunes, so I can go back and watch it whenever I want to, even though it's on Netflix now. You're just, just that episode. <laughs> I can't, man. I can't. That shit was so like, I saw somebody played the scene 
I think it was just like a snippet of the scene, and I was like, oh, I can't watch this. Like, it just yeah, somebody man. had to snip on, on, on Twitter. Yeah, man, I can't. But yeah, but yeah, I, when it came to that scene, um, um, one thing I loved about the scene is that they played Stephanie Mills. Yeah, you know, that Stephanie Mills song because um, my mother loves Stephanie Mills, so you know, mm. that's, you know I really like it. Kind of, it didn't hit me like I wasn't emotional about it. It's just that how dope it was and playing the Stephanie Mills and I'm knowing like knowing my mother loved the scene and I mean loved Stephanie Mills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But what really hit me in the in the in the in the um that scene was two parts. Um one part was when she was talking to um her father and how her father was accepting of her. Her father was accepting of her regardless of what. Because you know, usually in them cases is the mother that's more accepting. Yeah, you know. The father is not, but the father is more accepting than the mother was, which is very mm-hmm. rare. But it was dope to see that. And mm-hmm. also, the second part was when she was talking to Praytel. Her spirit was talking to Praytel, and Praytel was like, "Yo, why are you?" I mean, and she was at, she was actually talking to Praytel. Was like, "Yo, why are you always coming at me and disrespecting me? And not, not me, and not you know, not giving me basically not giving her flowers while she was there, but you here now giving her flowers while she's dead." And Prince mm-hmm. explained to me, like, yo, you remind me of me too much. Yeah. You're black, you're loud, you're, you're, you're um, very outspoken, you're very uh, adventurous, all that. You, you know what I mean? So basically, it's kind of like how he basically look, he, he's looking in the mirror when he looks at her, when he talks mm-hmm. to her and he sees her. He's basically looking in the mirror. So yeah, that, you know, that, that particular scene really, like, really had me like, wow. You know? But also that that's also the same part where we were kind of speaking about earlier, where she made the comment of like my loudness walked in the room before I did. And I thought that was a perfect way to explain why she was the way she was. You know, it was like she right. you, you know why why try to hide something that people are gonna know about me already? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? yeah. I will say, um, so I'm bringing in negativity now. That's that's my job here. Um, I will say, while I do like Haley Sahar, you know, um, I didn't think she acted all that great. I think her acting in that whole episode was just not good. But that's it wasn't good. But that's also the episode with her infamous line of like she's light skin and thick. Right. Oh, okay, fine. You got the line, but her 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 acting was not quality in that moment. I I I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it through the screen. Well, I'm gonna be honest, you know, like like I said before, because somebody else said that, just like that. And um she has to she has to be the awkward one, meaning because her and Candy was like this. They mm-hmm. saw the house together and everything. So she had to be like the awkward one. So the way how she was acted was probably pure, but of course to us as the viewers, it wasn't authentic. But at the end of the day, you know, when someone close to you like that passed. You don't really think in how you act or anything like that. You're, you're thinking with pure with this. You're not thinking with this. You're thinking pure with your heart. So it's all types think, of emotions just going through. And she but, but she was pretty the whole time. Yeah. You okay. don't you don't pretty cry your way through your best friend dying. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. But but can can we also kind of look at the standpoint from like the devil's advocate side of it, where it's like you got to understand, like, for each actress that was in this episode, they all kind of had to feel a certain type of way going into it because this is all content that these women 
know about firsthand. Like, firsthand. I mean, like, mm-hmm. like I mean, think, think about it. Each one of them probably has a friend or have been in a certain situation before that the story of the episode has surrounded. So they all know the topic from a personal level. So mm-hmm. to enact it, it's like they're going, they, when they're reenacting that, they're kind of reenacting trauma. Mm-hmm. So, so for someone like Haley Sahar, for all we know, she might have had a best friend that went through that. And now she's reenacting what her best friend went through, you know? And also, too, um, with that, you know, people don't know, like, like a few weeks after Pose um, premiere, MJ Rodriguez had, yeah. got, had got attacked. Facts. She got attacked mm. just because she yeah. went live about it. She went live about it and say, hey, y'all, I was just, um, you know, she was like, I was attacked earlier. She said, I'm all right, but I was attacked earlier because she said she was at the um uh, at a bus station or something and a guy asked for a cigarette and she didn't have a cigarette and he must have, like, went to, like, I think that was his way to, like, kind of break the ice and talk to her. But once he was looking and he clocked her and he was just looking like, he clocked her business and was like, oh, shit. And started, like, yelling at her, talking crazy and then, like, grabbed her, all types of shit. So, you know, lucky it was people around to help her, but it probably, you know what I mean, if it wasn't people around, it probably got ugly, you know, but yeah, she even like spoke about that. So yeah, it is trauma. Cause you know what I mean, you know about it by firsthand or you, just like Mike said, you have a friend, family member, or somebody that went through that, you know? Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have a lot of friends that was, you know, murdered, you know, that went through that, you know? So yeah. Um, You know, Fair enough. I just I thought the acting was flat, but obviously I'm not the only one that thought that. <laughs> from and I'm just talking about from Haley, but uh, Diara has um, a really good observation, which is you know, and Angelica got more screen time being dead than she did than she ever got uh, being alive. Like they really didn't dive into her character that much. She was ah. a background, the evil, not evil, but like. I don't know. She just showed up once in a while, like when uh, Electra had, you know, killed the nigga. And then, you know, she was the guru for that. Then I think the whole fix it flat thing yeah. that they did with the Latin woman in the basement. And then, um, like, she was around, but she didn't have a central storyline. She was just yeah, she was background. Like, she was like the evil, she was like the evil daughter. Like, she always going at somebody, she always coming at somebody. She even came at Blanca a million times. So it was like, yo, like, goddamn, lay off. Yeah. No, her and um, Lou, like both their characters don't really get no 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 time. That's why I said I hope in season three she gets some real air time, like have like a two episodes about her at least. Like, come on, you know. I thought it was crazy how in her death they revealed that her character Candy had AIDS. I was like, wow, like because you're you're hearing about Blanca, you're hearing about Pretel having it and they're alive and then also they wait till candy's dead and it's like oh shit you you had aids too like right yeah what Mm -hmm. the you know that was um speaking of um aids and hiv and stuff like that the um the 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 little concert they put on for people in the aids ward Mm -hmm. was like super dope i didn't know because i didn't know any of these people before the show except for maybe like billy Billy porter i think i might have seen him with something else but like all of the, like this this show is is introducing me to a lot of these actresses. So I had no idea that MJ could sing like that. Yo, yeah. she created stars. Bro. Killed yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's and, um she did Broadway. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah I was I gonna d- say that she never been to Broadway. 
don't know. Like, I'm I'm such a fan of the of of the art. I watch it on YouTube a lot. And Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest, the way how I peeped her, because it was her before life. Mm. I said, oh, I said, oh shit, that's such and such. Yeah. That's why I peeped it. I'm like, oh, why Mm. so she's been doing this a very long time. Yo, but let's not forget Saturday Church, which was the movie that came out right before Pose, which took Alexia Garcia, who played Aphrodite, took India Moore, who played Angel, took MJ, who played Blanca. They were all in Saturday Church. Yeah, they were. And then when they went into Pose, but if you go to Saturday Church, it's like a movie slash musical in a way. It's like they have certain scenes where they have singing. And MJ's singing in that movie, like, yo, on point. The content that she's singing, on point. Like, yo, I'm telling you. It's on Netflix. People can watch it. Uh, Mishka has a pretty good comment here. It says, Candy's nuance was completely overlooked until her death. Do we have to be murdered to be cared for? No. You're right, Misha. You're absolutely right. Wow. Everybody was really there together. It's not even about, like, everybody was caring for her. It's like everybody started caring about each other more. Because if you mm. look at the, like, if you look at the oh, season, Misha, sorry. like, more, like, like more of the episodes, you start seeing they was all together. It was more together. Yeah. Especially even the beach scene. Like, they highly mm-hmm. were together. Yeah. It was like, yo. Oh, my know? God, dude. Yeah, oh, Electra oh. reading that chick, that, that yeah. white lady at Wait. the restaurant. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. All hold right. that thought. All right. I, I just want to point out because in relation to what Misha just said, part of the reason why we do what we do with this live stream podcast and my own personal audio podcast, um, the re, you know, whenever I do the LGBTQ episodes involving trans people and everything like that, uh, the reason why we do this is because you shouldn't have to die in order to get the recognition in order to understand that, you know, your life does matter. So it's like that, that's part of the reason why we do this is to kind of give the flowers while you're alive. But if the person that we are speaking of is dead, it's like, yo, like, regardless if you were alive or if you were dead, we kind of want you to be recognized. So, so. Enough. Facts on that shit. Um, but yo, um, one of the scenes, the, uh, the scene that I saw before I even started watching the show um, was the scene where Electra was reading the, the women at the country club. I love it. Restaurant, whatever. Where she was like, you're too loud. You you guys are making a little bit too much noise. And it was just like, she read the fuck out of her. Like, yo, I was like, oh shit, this is dope. But I yo, hadn't started and- the series yet. Yeah, and at the end of it, she's like, "Y'all heard that?" <laughs> like, right? <laughs> Definitely. And then um, I don't remember this scene, but I'm sure y'all y'all do. Where Electra, Candy, and Lulu rob Santa on Madison Avenue, season one. Oh yeah. <laughs> season one. Okay. <laughs> I remember that scene. That shit was funny as fuck. Yeah. Because I'm like, you know what? You try that on Madison Avenue now. Hmm. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck. I mean, really, I was thinking this a little bit, too, um, that MJ's uh, uh, voice was definitely similar to, ah, fuck. It was um, like, but it was like, it, it sounded like Michael Jackson sing, singing Diana Ross. And it really kind of flowed together for me a little bit. But, yeah, I, I have that same observation. But, you know, so so good. Right so good. Right yeah. This is thing on Netflix. I don't know if it's still, I mean, not Netflix, on Hulu. That 
whole bunch of Latino people, Latin people, did a tribute to Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. She saw Michael Jackson. And she what? She sung Michael Jackson's song. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Dope as fuck. Yeah, such a talent. Um, my, let's my, see my here. Anybody else, any, <laughs> anybody else have any um, any scenes here? I think we know what they're all their scenes. Fellas, we got all our scenes that we love from Pose out the way. I mean, I want to talk about uh, Darius. Uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That, 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 that fuck boy. Let's do Darius, damn it. If y'all don't know who the fuck Darius is, that's the nigga and the white beater that, uh, you know, was reading all the poems to, 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 to Blanca and, and wooing her and this, this, and this. The best one is where he goes, yo, Cupid called. He said, he said you got to bring my heart back. <laughs> oh, my God. He got all the lines. And X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, uh, she find out about him. But here's the thing. All the girls are sitting around talking about, like, girl, you better get you some of that dick. Like, he knows, and he's in doubt, and this and this. They having a whole fucking kiki session about this nigga. But that's the thing I love about, about And, like, everybody's Blanca. enjoying him. And then, but then, but, 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 so they're, they're speaking positively about his, about his skills and, and they're like girl you better go get some of that like i love them and this this and this but then we cut to the club and everybody get the fuck out of here blah blah you're you're this you're that you're chasing blah 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 and i was just like the fuck but candy but still said, oh. blowing them up in the in the shop saying he was blowing everybody back out and it was good and then what what the yeah, fuck just Kate- happened yeah, but Candy still turned and was like, "Oh, but his dick good though." Like you know, like Candy still did that. But but the whole thing was Meaning like that. He didn't really go away. He's yeah. gonna be back next week. Yeah. So it's so like the whole thing is like the thing I loved about Blanca was like it really showed that she wasn't there for it. You know what I mean? She was yeah. like everybody yeah. else could have him, but that's not for me. Well, she was there for the real love, and yeah. everybody right. else was there to get get some dick. Yeah. And she right. wasn't having it. She was like, "That's not what I'm looking for." Yeah. But that still shouldn't have turned into a whole we we running your ass out of town like it's a cowboy movie and shit. Oh like, no, I the believe fuck? they set that up. I believe they set yeah. that up because you you know how girlfriends stick by each other. So it's like, yeah, they might fuck them, but it's like we're gonna expose the fact that you're trying to just fuck everybody. But expose what? They everybody <laughs> already knew he was getting passed around community. What the sure, fuck sure. is there to right. expose? That, that's another thing too. I hate y'all that. was loving that niggas dick. Like yeah, it's still loving it. Yeah, it's like some dudes you just see, like, you know, you know for a fact what he's about. Make it make sense. And you still give him some. It's like, it's like, make I'm it like, make sense. Okay. Like, you're the statistic now. Like, what, what are you doing? It's like, <laughs> it's crazy because he had all of them. He had all of them. It's just that Block was next on his hit list, basically. And yeah. she wasn't going for it. And I understood yeah. what she was going for because she wanted something more real and more solid. She didn't want mm-hmm. no dude that was out, out, out here in the field messing with everything, you know? Yeah. She didn't want that, which I, I get it because it's like, damn, oh, I'm yeah. with you or, or something. You 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 had my so-called sister over here. You had another girl that I'm cool with. You had another mm-hmm. girl that I'm cool with. That's my sister. So it's like, damn. It's like, what the fuck? Why I can't have something that's for me? And I felt <laughs> Absolutely. It, Absolutely. But it's bugged out. But it is crazy also why when they say they would like really come at him all crazy. It's like, all right, y'all coming at him all crazy. But at the end of the day, y'all let him smash. Willingly. 
I mean, he didn't run around and rape everybody in the community. That was a right. two-person consensual affair. Right. I'm just saying. Hey, we, we we don't know his whole backstory. <laughs> oh, see, look at that. <laughs> this character with a one-sentence like background, like he will be the chaser. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's who the fuck he is right now. Uh, Monet, we did talk about Blanca and, and the doctor who, you know, didn't care and he was this ready-made fucking Tyler Perry character. <laughs> Fantasy bullshit. Yeah, that's I will. Maybe he comes back. Maybe he doesn't. Yeah, That'd be but cool. The, but but the other scene from that same episode mm-hmm. when all of them are in the car and they're all singing to En Vogue, and then um, yeah. Candy comes back, and it's like you know you get to see the whole House of Abundance pretty much reunited. Oh right, right. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Oh, it hurts. It still hurts. But 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 yeah. That, but that whole shit was on point though, like the way they did it and the perfect song too. Like, like yeah, all, all them kicking with each other to to the music. <laughs> oh shit! I thought his <laughs> thought his Kango looked better off screen or on oh, screen. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> and I want to somebody else said something about Darius. What? Oh, here we go. There, if Darius wasn't trying so hard to fuck everyone, he wouldn't have gotten into a messy situation. Don't play victim to the karma you create. What karma? Everybody he enjoyed his dick. They right. enjoyed him. <laughs> he was a community resource at that point. Exactly. And they all and they all felt I'm not even gonna sit here and say they all fell for it, but at the end of the day, they all wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Now now if and now if it was the situation and see that's the thing. This is now this is shit that didn't actually happen in the show because the show didn't want to add levels to end his character or any of this kind of shit. Cause you know it's not about men, whatever. Um, so fine. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I mean, maybe if, if it was, I guess they did No, they did show that he does use the lines on everybody. Cause they were like, did he say this? Did yeah. he say that? So, you know, okay. Okay. Fair enough. And, fair Block, is enough. Like, and Block is like you too. And the girl goes, girl, we all fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. So yeah, he was. So I, I'm going to take that back. Uh, uh, you, you right. Uh, DD, you're right. He he created some karma by out there by being pretty much uh, dishonest about his intentions and being deceitful and running game. Like if he was just like, "Yo, I fucks with you. Like you want to do this or not?" Like if he was just straight up with what he was trying to do, then I guess you you're right. You're right. So being a hoe and being talked about. Yeah. All right. I mean, something that wasn't people talk about hoes. Yeah. I mean, we talk about people that we see as hoes and ladies talking about the man hoes and. Yeah, but yeah. this is something that really wasn't in the show. If you want to get technical, look yeah. at, look at how the girls be running game. The girls be running game. They they be trying to get paid off of every goddamn dude that they meet. Even now in real life, they do that. So let's not sit sit here and say all oh, about the messy karma that he created. Okay, cool, but it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh, time for me to hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> and opinions of Mr. Trail is his and his alone. Hey, that's what the fuck we do here, man. That's what the fuck we do. We tell the truth as we see it. So fuck it. Like I always say, I'm not trying to be liked. I'm trying to be respected, and I'm just calling it exactly what it is. Fair enough. A real talk podcast. (laughs) Oh, Zay, Zay, how you doing? That's Zay is a beautiful soul that I rock with hard body. How you doing, Zay? Mm -hmm. But you know, I'm just keeping it real. I'm sorry, I'm just showing everybody's comments. Uh, cool. <laughs> not ready made. Yes, ready made. 
Oh, which girls trailed? I'm I'm at work tuning in. Not the girls like you, really. Well, not the girls like you, really. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing about it. I'm not. Putting but you on know, one circle. I'm telling the ones that run game too. It's guys that run game. That's true. Game. That's, that's true. That's, that's what true. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying every girl does that. No, I don't. And, and that's I'm not. But let's let's be clear so that that people don't take our words out of context and make assumptions. We're not specifically this isn't a all girls are sex workers and they do this and they do that. People can run game and not be involved in sex work. They can be horrible fucking human beings and have nothing to do with that life. There are just people out here who like to be users, run game, all that stuff. So, you know, I I wish we had more good ones like Monet out here who was very self-sufficient, financially independent and honest. Honest. Right. And that's, that's the, type of the key. That I like. Those Honorable people. people with integrity. Yeah, right. and I, you know that's what we fucks with, man. That doesn't that, that don't make don't make it as a don't don't make they um trans as a motherfucking uh disability. They make it as a, um, a a positive, and that's what they do, which is what's up. Absolutely, and you know, I think we kind of got into this with the secret society thing. There are absolutely a lot of great stories out there within this community to tell. They have nothing right. to do with. With, with swindling men and, and getting that money and all that other shit. There are some amazing people in this community sure doing is. some real fucking shit, I, have done some real fucking shit, and it would be great if Hollywood did focus on some of those stories that were a little bit less salacious and lowbrow. Like, of absolutely. And, and we're not calling out pose for that. That's not what we're doing here. We're just talking in general, you know, right? because um, we love pose. We're not shitting on pose right now, but um, one well, one unintended cool. consequence from Pose. Um, oh, let me see if I got this right. There was an unintended consequence from from this. Oh, actually, I'm sorry. Well, I'll, I'll jump the gun. Let me see where the fuck. I, see, I got all these banners and shit. So you know, HIV, <laughs> HIV, AIDS. You know, the whole thing was told through the context of the '80s and the '90s. And I am a '90s kid, '80s baby. So I was raised sitting in class watching all these, you know, informational uh, uh, videos about HIV, AIDS, had school, you know, the speakers, people who were infected come and talk to us about AIDS and HIV and safety and all that stuff. And, you know, as an adult, I largely, you know, forgot the shit. I forgot the shit. What up, man? Um, I completely forgot the shit. But then when I watched the show, it brought it all back and it brought it like this show increased my paranoia and fear of HIV and AIDS that was instilled in me in, in those times. Oh, wow. So like, yeah, I'm watching this. I'm like, Oh fuck. That's right. This shit is serious. This whoa, whoa. Like, okay. And that brought me back to like, I, not that this was ever a thing for me. Cause I never encountered anybody who was positive in the community to that point. But when I watched that first season, I was like, yeah, that's right, man. I ain't never messed with nobody. Like, I ain't never dating no girl who got HIV. I don't give a fuck. Like, I ain't risking myself. I ain't about to be like these people out here. Like, no. Like, I ain't about to. No, I'm not doing any of that shit. And it brought it brought all of that shit to the forefront with no new level of understanding. And it just it threw me back in time to paranoia, ignorance, and, 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 and just it was bad. So, like, if it happened to me, if that's how it made me look and made me extra scared of it in that way, brought back that primal fear of it. It had to have done that for somebody else. And I think, you know, that's just, it's what I list as an unintended consequence. Obviously, that's not something they set out to do, but it really sparked it in me. 
And it, it had to, have, you know, for some other people out there who are not a part of the community. So obviously I have learned a lot more since watching season one about HIV and got my knowledge up and all that stuff. But at the time it really heightened my paranoia and it heightened my fear. And I was definitely not in a position where I wanted to, you know, uh, 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 be in a romantic relationship, talk to anybody who was positive. So I just had to get that out because that was just a, a piece of how I perceived the show. Yeah, I mean, for, for me, it just made me kind of like look into it a little bit, like um, like looking to like how it's contagious, stuff like that, because, you know, like, like you said, like when we're younger, we learn about that stuff, especially being brought up in the 80s and 90s. But I actually was able to look into it and see that there are ways to prepare yourself, like prep, like the Discovery, what Haley Sahar has been doing the commercials for now. Like, you know, like really getting yourself to the point where, okay, you know, if the woman is HIV positive, but she's undetectable, that means it's not transmittable, you know, like looking into that stuff, you know, and then learning those facts and realizing that, okay, you know, it's not a death sentence anymore. Like it was back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Go ahead, bro. I have a lot of friends that are HIV positive. I mean, mm-hmm. gay, trans, and you know, straight people that uh, you gotta be positive, and they got they very take care of themselves very well, and they're very, you know, um, how you say, um, productive in life, productive members of society. Mm-hmm. So, I don't look at it as a death sentence because I was educated a lot, they told me a lot of things, they educated me on a lot of things, and I educated myself also, you know, just about it. So, yeah. And just like Mike said, if you're undetectable, you cannot transmit it to anyone. To anyone. Well, not cannot. It's just a very, 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 very low probability of it. Yeah, it is. We yeah, can't. It is. You know. You, you can't. But yeah. That's why you have the, the medication that's out here, and also you have the prep medication. Yes. You know I mean, if you absolutely. out here, if you out here still want to, I mean, sling sling wood, and you know, mm-hmm. get on get on prep. That's all you got to do on prep, man. And you we know, should all be on it. It take it take better precaution. Of yourself and mm-hmm. who you lay down with. Now, I mean, I'm not saying you you I mean you should lay down like saying that all I'm saying basically this is what I'm saying. If you meet someone that's dope, that's your type and they HIV positive, it's not the end of the world. You should still want to be with that person, regardless of what. That's mm-hmm. all. I mean, regardless of what that person could live a long, healthy life just as well as you. Absolutely. Right? So, so absolutely like the stigma needs to stop. But I under like you know you got some people that's not you know that does that's not really well educated. I mean educated about this, and I tell them all the time, educate yourself. You know, I tell them, I tell people all the time about everything. Educate yourself. That's all you gotta do is educate yourself. If you're not open enough to educate yourself, don't speak about it. Don't speak on something you don't know nothing about. And that's just how mm-hmm. I feel about it. That's what I tell people all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, but HIV isn't all that can be contracted, correct? There are a litany of other STIs out here, um, for sure. And I want to go back in the comments real quick because I want to recognize Kanisha. Kanisha says, I'm a former sex worker currently in college, and I just joined a sorority. Congratulations. Congratulations. As a person that is in the Greek life world, congratulations on crossing, getting into your sorority of choice. It's always a big deal, especially being fresh in the in the organization. You know, uh, you got a big future uh, ahead of yourself with that organization. So, yep. Oh, I'm sorry, and she runs a nonprofit, but 
I really wanted to bring that back because I love, you know, I love congratulating people on, you know, making it through the pledging process. Because yeah, uh, yeah, that shit ain't easy. <laughs> Chris, you, you come off like you probably be a Q. Uh, typically, yeah. Typically, I would. Um, but, you know, uh, I got a lot of Q family members. So I'll just say that much. <laughs> what is it that, that they do? They do that thing like, like whatever, like. <laughs> like uh, Shaquille O'Neal does it. They do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. The thing is, it wine up so you can't really. But exactly. anywho. Um, oh, and one, one thing for Monet real quick, too. Wait, she's like, yeah, but oh yeah, because we were talking about you know how she's doing her thing out there, sufficient, financially independent, and, 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 and yes, everybody Monet doesn't act like that. We just pump her up because we. So like it doesn't. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> we're right, just right. fans. Yeah, we right, just right. fans of her and and how the fuck she carries herself. She is. Yeah, so and that's, that's she don't do time, that shit. So, yeah. <laughs> um. Right. So Zay is saying, I want the trans person storyline on a show to focus on other stuff outside of them. Um, absolutely. And, and those are the pieces of media that I appreciate the most, where it is a trans character, but their storyline and their character, none nothing has anything to do with their trans, transness. You know They're just a person. Yeah, yeah you know go ahead. Like What's up? If y'all ever watched the show, it's a, it's a show on Showtime called The Shop. Okay. They have a trans character on there. Her name is, mm -hmm. um, oh God. Damn, damn, I forgot her name. Oh God. But yeah, she's on there, right? Mm -hmm. They don't focus on nothing her being trans. Yes, it's mentioned on there, but they don't focus on it at all. Mm. Okay, that's what's up. At all. She's totally more than that. Mm. Like, dope. Girl, dope. Haven't seen a shot. Show. Yeah, I heard, I heard good things a, about it. It's a dope <laughs> show. I ain't gonna lie, it's a dope show. And by the uh, way, Zay, Zay, Zay comes off as being cool as fuck, but also gorgeous. There you go. Okay, taking props. Zay. Props to Zay. Mike? Your move, Zay. Your move. No, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just giving her props. <laughs> oh, she's like, beautiful. She's beautiful. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's good people. Like, like we spoke about earlier, give the flowers while people are here instead of Absolutely. <laughs> right, 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 and right. All right, let me get. I want to make sure we caught up on these comments before we. Roll through. I'd say consider prep on demand if you aren't frequently active. Um, it's better on your body. Um, it really is guessing which sorority. Uh, Kanisha join. Oh, I'm sorry, Kanisha added nothing. I'm paused and my bay is negative and we never had sex because he lives in another state, but I encourage him when we do have sex to go to the doctors and get on prep. Right. And, and that is dope as fuck. Right. Um, and she said, that's why Discovery is preferred over Truvada, decreased kidney injury. Yep. Um, talked about that yesterday about um, Truvada. Truvada got a recall. Everybody knows. Yeah. If you're going to prep, I'm, I'm, if you're going to get on prep, get on Discovery. Mm-hmm. Well, that's definitely what I'm on, but I didn't know about all this kidney damage shit. God damn. I'm yeah. going to have to uh, get off it and get, I'm going to have to cycle on and off just so I don't ruin my kidneys trying that's to... That's why I got off. I'm going to be honest. That's why I, I, I got off. Damn. It was doing damage to my body. That's why I stopped messing with this Kobe. Wait, yeah. she said... Wait, mm -hmm. she said only while you're having sex, not when you're not having sex. Don't take it like... No, no. She said she would consider prep on demand, on demand. if you aren't yeah. frequently active. Right. If you're active, then yeah, you should get on prep. If you're not yeah. active, it don't make no sense. 
Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Kanisha joined Kappa, Iota, Sigma, Sorority, Incorporated. Kiss. <laughs> uh, and you know what? My friend uh, Samaya uh, joined that sorority as well. Shout out to the Lioness, uh, co-host of the Box 512 podcast. That's yeah. the homie. Um, also, okay, so I just really wanted to touch on that because I, that's just one thing. That's one way that the show affected me. And nobody's really talking about it like that because people are like, oh, my goodness, it's great. This is this. And I'm like, yeah, but it really made me afraid of HIV and AIDS. Like, <laughs> really, it, it brought me back to being a child and the, the the hysteria of the time, which was embedded in me thanks to the public education system. Well, that and was part of the point. Movies. Yeah, that, that that was part of a point. Like they wanted to stress about what the rea what what the reality was like back then in regards mm -hmm. to that topic because like the lady said at the uh at that um Potter's Field place where she was like, We don't know how this is spread. And that was the ignorance of a lot of people that, you know, they really thought that, oh, you can only be gay or lesbian mm -hmm. or trans, whatever, to actually get it not realizing that, hey, this can affect anybody, <laughs> you know? So, so they really wanted to touch on the ignorance of what people were trying to make it out to be back then. For sure, for sure. That was a whole lot of unknowns. Um, now, so this was another piece of the puzzle that we wanted to, um, you know, what did we, or what did America learn from the show? You know, what were some things that were kind of exposed? I'll just start with the basic shit. Uh, I learned that ballroom exists uh, <laughs> before I watched season one of Pose. I had no idea that ballroom was a thing, was not aware of it at all. Um, don't exactly have a, a lot of ball, a large ballroom scene in Wisconsin. Um, it's just not what's cracking. So you two New Yorkers, this is regular for y'all, whatever. It sure. is what it is. But, you know, in the rest of the world, the rest of the country, especially for a lot of folks who are not really embedded in the trans community at all. It's, you know, cis male dating cis women. I had no way of coming into this now. I did. I could have looked for it, but it just wasn't a part of my world. So, you know, um, when I saw it and, you know, obviously I was dating trans women at the time, but like, yeah, it was, it was still, you know, I'm dating chicks in Denver. Where's the fucking ballroom out there? Like, exactly. So, um, it was just different, man. And, and, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they can start if they want to. Rocky Mountain uh, Ballroom. There you go. Um, but yeah, I just, it, it really opened up my eyes to a whole other part of its community culture. And like for a lot of, and for a lot of people in America, this show introduced ballroom to a lot of people out there. They had no idea this existed, didn't know what it was. So. I'll let either one of you guys kind of chime in what you think, what y'all learned from it, what, what y'all discovered from it. I'll let y'all go. Oh, you want me to go? Okay. Hey, it's up to you. Yeah, go. Um, me personally, I just, you know, um, I got real, you know, like, put it like this, I've, I've got familiar with the characters in the ballroom scene. Like, the, not, not, you know, not the characters that's played on the show, but the real life People that they the characters are basically telling a story. I got more familiar with them. That's why I got more familiar. That's what I've really learned from the show, you know. Because everything else that's a part of the show, like being on the pairs and all that stuff, mm -hmm. I know because I live that life. So I know that. Mm -hmm. So that's different. So you know, but yeah. 
for me, it was like watching it, seeing stories that I kind of knew about, but I hadn't even really thought of in a while. Cause it was like, you know, like when it, like Paris is burning, I seen it when I was a kid and then I seen it again as a young adult, but you know, it had been years since I really watched Paris is burning. So it was like, there were certain stories that I recognized in the show. And I was like, wait, 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 I, I remember this vaguely, like, you know, the storyline, whatever. So I would go back and I would watch it or I would go online and I would look up certain things. And I'm like, that's what that was. So it was kind of like really reigniting certain things that I knew about, but hadn't really paid attention to in a long time. You know, but um, also learning about, to be honest with you, I'm glad I got to learn about these new actors and actresses because to me, each and every one of them has a lot of star power. Facts. Facts. Shout out to Jenny uh, Mock, too. Yes, Jenny yeah. Mock, yes. <laughs> um, I think one of the things that I think, one thing that this show kind of highlighted, obviously, in the beginning, was it was really, you know, I think Damon being tossed out of the house was like, yo, this is a reality, and, like, there's a lot of people going through this, and this is where they end up sleeping on a park bench with nothing, no food, no, nobody to take care of them. And like that really, I was like, whoa. And I already knew that that's a, something that people went through, but just watching it and seeing it and seeing the way that, you know, people are just like straight up rejected by their parents. Cause even his mom was against it, you know, on, on her shit. And it was just like, yo, I don't know. It, it's, there, there were just yeah. certain realities that, you know, to the rest of America just aren't reality. And, you know, it, it kind of this show kind of puts a lot of things in people's faces. It's just like, boom, yeah, in your face, kids are getting kicked out. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, like being being from New York and sleep, being in Washington Square Park at nighttime is not a good thing. I don't give a damn if there's a whole lot of cops in there. Mm-hmm. It is not a good thing because that park is big. And the only yes. reason why, like, and I'm gonna just keep it real. The only reason Mike will notice the only reason why the cops is there because the park stretches out from blocks. So Fifth Ave is right there. And anybody that's from New York and know what Fifth Ave is about, that's the only reason why the cops is there. So nobody will, so none of us won't invade Fifth Avenue. That's all that is yep. about. It's gonna keep mm. it real. Facts. Right? That's the only reason why the cops is there because if you have noticed, the cops is only right there at that entrance. The Fifth Avenue entrance. That's yeah, now they 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 ain't going toward Greenwich. <laughs> they're no, they're not going towards Greenwich. They're not even going to. Yo, you ever noticed they're not even going towards um, NYU? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so 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 help the non-New Yorkers here, because you know, it's basically, not the New York show here. So help us understand. Basically, if you LGBTQ, if you Latino, if you Black, or if you even just look like you from the poor side of the tracks. Right. They don't want you going there Fifth Avenue because Fifth Avenue is all hostility and bougie ass rich motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Let me be honest with you, Fifth mm-hmm. Avenue got their own city buses. Yep. Is that um is that park is that the park where Damon was sleeping in the beginning of the show? Is that, Washington Square. Is that okay? Washington Square, cool. Yeah. Gotcha. It connects now. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, one thing the show highlighted that um a lot of people are always surprised about when they hear about it is a segregation inside the LGBT community where like Blanca was trying to go into that white bar to celebrate and they kicked her out. 
And then she kept trying to make a statement of being in there and they didn't want her in there. Now I get it. It might've been more of a trans thing, but yeah. something that a lot of people like really from the outside are real. I was surprised as fuck to hear, to see it and hear it and, and, and to see it and in, 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 in work was, you know, how do there's a white, they, some cities, they have a white pride and uh, they have a black pride because the, the white pride don't include enough black folks for them to really feel like they're being represented the clubs are completely segregated. They got black day clubs and they got gay clubs. And it's just like, mm-hmm. well, I was in Atlanta that, and I was just seeing all that when I heard about it. It was like, it was very evident in, in Atlanta. Yeah. A lot of that stems from the fact that back in the day, there were like certain documentaries done about Stonewall where the creators of those documentaries tried to whitewash Stonewall just because during Stonewall, there were a lot of white people involved. But they would always fail to mention how it was a Latin woman and a black woman that started it off, like, you know, through the first high heels, so to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, the brick. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, people try to say, like, you know, because the trans women, the high heels, you know. But, um, yeah. yeah, so so basically they try to kind of, like, leave that out. So you have certain younger white gay people and stuff like that that would end up being more about no like stonewall was for us you know stuff like that and it's like nah like stonewall was about gay liberation trans liberation lesbian liberation you know bisexual liberation and everything like that so it's like you know you gotta understand like if it wasn't for the lgb and the t the q the i the a the ta the trans like a lot of us would not have any kind of like rights whatsoever you know because as soon as an employer would find out that you lean anything other than cis hetero white conservative male they'd have the right to fire you you know or you know the police could fuck with you for whatever reason whatever the case whatever the case is there could be discrimination against you that if it wasn't for marsha p johnson sylvia rivera and everybody else and everybody else that was involved in stonewall they're, they're the ones that's the reason why you know there's more accessibility and more rights than there was back in the day right and you know the funny thing about them be honest with you stonewall would let trans women in right now to this day but like say for example if you want to hold a rally there or march or just set up some type of liberation there they won't allow it they're strongly against it mm. to this day even though even, even though day, that's what its name is based on <laughs> no. They need to be brushed up on their own history. And the funny thing about it's a landmark, so it's not ever going nowhere. Yo, yeah. can we get can, can we get Niambi to hold like a lecture hall for the owners of the Stonewall? <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, she lives live in New York. Because I know huh? it, 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 she had a lot of things popping like here. If she lived here in mm. New York, she had a lot of things popping. Yo, I wish she did live in New York, bro. Yeah, like, like, you know, like, 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 this seems like more of a place for her than wherever she lives right now in Amish country, Pennsylvania. Right, yeah. You know? like, she, yeah, she fit perfectly. Not everybody can afford to live in expensive ass New York. So <laughs> we have that conversation. We ain't rich. Mike, are we rich? Yeah. No. Not at all. Far from people <laughs> want a certain level quality of life and it's hard it's a very it's a lot harder to achieve that in new york because it's the cost of living is very high so yo yo that's not, the thing guys not, not all of us come from the house of abundance 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, and then I, I'm not moving there unless I'm in the house of abundance because oh, I need to maintain a certain level of quality of life, which is why people, when they move, they move to the South because it's lower cost of living. So places like Atlanta, Dallas, Houston, you know, they're getting a lot more people in because it's cheaper to live here. But it's a big city, so you're not missing out on too much. It's not New York. New York is its own city, state, country. There is no place like it. That that's Absolutely. actually been said. That's actually been said. It's like we we are our own country. Like like I have a meme that I post every once in a while. New Yorker is a nationality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really is. Y'all, y'all y'all got your own thing popping there. But um, back to the uh uh uh, uh the segregation in community. Just for the people listening on audio podcast, um. They said Chicago does that. Um, Misha has seen it in Pittsburgh. Kanisha has wow. seen the same thing in New Orleans. Wow. Uh, Wonder is from Ohio, and it's the same way there. I was seeing the shit in Atlanta and Denver, um, but it just wasn't in a black folks in Denver. So. But, you know, I even see the same shit for a lot of the, the same most part in, in Houston where, you know, they got the, the, the place where the black LGBT and trans go to, and then they got the main area where white people go to, and then the white people be there earlier in the day, and then the black folks got the night, and like Hamburger Mary's be, they be switching off on, you know, crowds and shit, so it, it's definitely not completely mixed, but um, people are always surprised to hear about the segregation, really Does is something Mary's else. Does Hamburger Mary's have turkey burgers? Huh? Does Hamburger Mary's have turkey burgers? Well, I never even ate food there. Oh shit! It's a nice spot. Like you just show up and get drinks. Uh, they don't even serve food at when I I've never been there when they were serving food. Never been to I one when they were actually serving food. Spot right here on the corner of my block called the Burger House, and it's black owned. Yeah, turkey burger. Oh my god, it's turkey burger is to die for. I go. Um, I'm glad they don't open five days a week. I go there every weekend and just eat out of there. But yeah, yeah. all I'm saying is like the segregation shit got to go fucking so. Yeah, Absolutely. Bro. And Misha made a really good point. She said the white pride dissolved through. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you know, I, look, that, let's just be real. In, in the LGBT space, you know, white privilege is still there. Black male, priv- male privilege is still there. Like people don't lose that shit just because they're a part of the LGBT community. You know, that shit is fucking there. So. Uh, let's see. Monet says Hamburger Mary's had great wings. Okay. You cool, try the wings. Cool. But, you know, if we're going to talk about wings. Might as well just go to Magic City. My favorite place. Love me some Magic City. <laughs> well, I do. Who? Oh, yeah, right? Lou Williams, right? <laughs> and yeah, look, I'm this guy. I'm all about trans women, this, this, and this. But I'll be in a black cis strip club in a second because that's my environment. I love that shit, man. And for chicken fingers, for, for chicken oh, fingers, yeah. pink pony. Oh, pink, okay, pink pony in Atlanta. That's the uh, yeah, strip club. <laughs> so um, we got one more. We got one more thing on the agenda here. Ah, right. And I don't know if I. Here we go. Okay, crowd, everybody, all the people on live stream with us. We need ideas. We want to hear from you on this one. What do you want to see in season three of Pose? What do you want to see? What do you need to see happen in them in the handful of episodes they're going to put out? Because they ain't even putting out a real full season. They just spitting yeah, out a couple episodes and then walking away. Yeah, yo, who is like, who yeah. like, what 
who the fuck is working working the goddamn the the, the um panel over there at motherfucking um FX? Cause goddamn, um, that's some bullshit. It is some bullshit. Um, it is straight up trash. It's supposed to be what se- seven episodes? I think yeah, seven seven episodes. I would appreciate. Yeah, I would appreciate an old school TV season with like twenty two episodes. <laughs> like, just give me more story, damn it! Yeah, like yeah. you got like FX. I love FX because they got all my shows. All the shows I like is on FX. Sons of Anarchy, Mayans, MC, mm-hmm. Snowfall. Mm-hmm. I mean, all these shows is on FX. That's why I love FX. But it's like, goddamn, y'all doing Yo, so, dirty, man. That's corny. Sons of Anarchy was a great show. Yeah, man. <laughs> Woo! I love Sons of Anarchy. Yep. I'm glad they but, had to spend Mayans. Yeah, the Mayans is good. I'm I'm watching that season yeah. three right now. I, I still gotta yeah, watch Mayans, but uh, yeah, Mayans is dope. But yeah, um, from, from season three, what I want to yeah, see is wanna Angel. See, right? I want to see Angel and Poppy get married. Mm. That'd be dope. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Mm. I I'm I'm on the fence. Like, <laughs> I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with that one, man. Only Why? because I'm just like. I'm on the fences. I'm like, I mean, if y'all, if they was worried, of, if it seems like they wanted to show realism with Stan, but now they just want to fly in the fantasy with Pavi and her getting married. Like, I mean, not I that, that it's a fantasy, you know, realistic completely, but like, okay, fine. No, because sure. see, see, like, I think they're a great couple, but also I could see them running a house together in the future, you know, like. Mm-hmm. But like, like you know, like an evangelista spinoff, pretty much like. Yeah, oh, like they, maybe they're setting up for that. Remember, um, remember Block, remember Block was told her that in season one. She said, "Yo, you're gonna make a hell of a house mother. Yeah, you yeah, gonna you're gonna be the mother. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. She said, oh, "Yeah." Remember, she told her. That. And, and, and friggin' uh, da- Damon talked about how he opened up his own evangelista in Europe. Like, right? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> he opened his um his um um oh god chapter in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, no, that could be dope. Um, what are, what are you looking to see, Trail? Season three. Me personally, like I said before, um, I'm looking to see more of a storyline from Lulu. I'm gonna be honest. Mm. I just want to see more of a storyline. I mean, I want to, to be honest, I want to see a storyline from Hurricane, but being that Candy's gone, I want to see a storyline from Lulu, like more of a storyline. Like I, I just want to see that because everybody basically have they like they real like they storyline. You actually see what they go through and what they're about. Like you see that with Blanca. You see that with um Electra. You see what you saw it with um Damon. You saw it with Angel. So it's like give Lulu something, man. Like come on, she's a character on that show too. Give Lulu something. Yeah. You even see it with Pray Tell. So it's like goddamn, give it like come on, let Lulu shine. Man, I'm all about Blanca. So I really want to see how her story. I want to see how her story. I, I just want to see a good ending for her. Whether she dies, stay alive, she does whatever else. No spoilers. Or I'm rumors. Not giving, I'm not giving yeah, a spoiler. No I was just gonna give a rumor. Yeah. No yeah, rumor. I, saw, okay. I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer. That's why. I okay. Yeah. So I, I didn't yeah. see any of that. I just I'm not. I don't do trailers because trailers give away the story and then you know, I don't. Not do not shit. all of it though. Not all of it. Yeah, not all of it. Yeah. Trailers in the 21st century give away half the damn story, if not all of it. A lot of times they give away the the plot twist. Mm-hmm. I just I don't well, watch trailers no more because of that. Huh? Terminator told the whole goddamn movie in the trailers. That's why I watched it. Yeah, it's a lot of trailers that that do that. Yeah, so I I just can't. I don't watch trailers no more. Uh, And and if I do, it's like the first reveal trailer where they don't show that much. But, um, you know, look, I I would love to. I really want to see where 
what what happens with Blanca because it's like she rose to such a level and she really, you know, she started out wanting to be a mother. By the end of season two, she was that. And then she took in those two kids. She was revered. She was respected by the community. And I just want to see where her story goes because I feel like Blanca is Pose. Like she's the main thread for this whole thing. It started with her and I want to see how it ends with her. So I hope it's done really well. Um, I hope it moves me emotionally. Um, I'm really here for all of that shit. So um, I, I, everybody else's stories, yeah, they, they have a potential to move me, but in seven episodes, we'll see uh, there's not much room to create new shit and uh, to do new things, really. Yeah, I mean, see, I in seven wanna... episodes, you're just finishing a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. but see, I want to see if they bring Quincy and Chili and the two kids from the from the last mm-hmm. episode. I want to see if they bring them in because, like, like I said, those are supposed to be based on the two kids from uh, Paris is Burning. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that would be that would be dope. Um, hold on, so, uh, Misha said no more tears, and I need I need this I need to this season to surpass the last one or just be just as good. It's, I, I have high expectations for this season because you know these the, the show has told very moving emotional stories that really get people, you know, in their feelings. And as a mostly, you know, outside person uh, on a lot of this stuff, it's just like, I'm learning new things, but it's just like, yo, like it hits you. And I I just imagine, which, you know, look for it's coming. We are, I am doing a full on um, pose review by guys who have never seen it before. They will watch it for the first time. They will do a review right here on this show. I already have some guys lined up who are who have agreed to do it. They have never done and they never seen it. They don't they have no connections to the community. They don't date trans women. These are just dudes, you know, of all okay. of different ethnicities. But, you know, should be a pretty, pretty interesting to get their take and their perspective on this stuff. You know, having absolutely no knowledge of it going in. So just look for it. It's coming. I but, can't you know, wait to see if it expands their mind, like as far as their thinking when it comes to the trans community. I mm-hmm. can't wait to see if it expands their mind. I mean, it. real talk, this this podcast does that for yeah. a lot of guys I know. And I've gotten like, I've had people, you know, hit me up like, oh, my God, like my mind, I, I was blind and now I could see like I learned so much from your podcast. And they just breeze through the episodes. And it's just, you know, it really is interesting just because I think people really underestimate how little people know out there like there's a lot of guys out there in this in what i call cis land that just don't know anything about the community and, and men and women I've, I've had you know some female co-workers of mine listen to the uh to the show and you know they're learning and you know i have a lot of female uh friends who are just interested to learn more so it is you know that i hope i we'll, we'll see what happens with it i know for me i learned that ballroom existed We'll see what we'll see if they have a uh, <laughs> a bigger and better take on it than me. So here's the whole thing. They're my friends, my frat brothers. Uh, you know, so they're definitely willing to show up on here, show their face, and give their honest opinion. So look forward, it's coming soon. So um, but again, season three expectations. Um what else we got here? Oh no, we don't have anything from the audience on this audience. That's weird. Yeah, and I gotta. There we go. Take off Misha's thing. So yeah, nobody got any uh, 
Nobody have any season three, no more season three, like what you want to see. Um, I, you know what I would want to see? I want to see somebody other than Angel find some damn love out here. Shit. Is this, is this show only have enough room for one guy who's willing to, to be with a chick? Can't, okay, let fine. We bring back the doctor from the goddamn beach. Just bring we need we need a cis, we need a a, a good uh good cis guy to hang our hat hats on because it's been all shit. Yo, I so, wonder I, I wonder if uh Ricky's still giving pray tell that good dick. Uh, probably I'm just, I'm just I'm just saying, I mean, in see in season in season two, we saw that pray pray, pray tell was like you know, fawning over Ricky, like you know, like, yeah. like oh, you know, yeah. so, so I mean, it's like, yo, yeah, it's that young body, yeah, hey, right, right. That's another thing. And in an interview, Billy Porter said it himself. He was like, um, he waited about thirty years to do something like that on the, on the, on the big screen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because before it, it was never, it, it was like taboo to be shown, like right, especially black. Hilarious. It's realistic for only one of or the girls of the girls to have a man. Funny. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, during them times, yeah, I get it. Like during those times, yeah, I get it. Like it's not yeah. like how it is now. Back then, okay, I get it. I mean, I don't really think it's that much easier now. Um, I mean it's a little bit, but it ain't moved the bar hasn't moved that much in terms of um, you know, men who are willing to be with these women in the right way openly. You know, because right. um, it's still it's still a fight between their manhood and, you know, deprogramming themselves and all sorts of other shit. It's a lot of niggas that are there's a lot more niggas that's out here ready to be what uh, Troy Kennedy likes to call functionally DL, where they go out on <laughs> dates. They, they, functionally DL is niggas that are happy to be open in a way where nobody in their real life knows. So I'm a yeah, we're oh. going to go out to a restaurant, but we're going to go to the Red Lobster on the other side of town where oh, I don't know right. nobody over there. We're going to go to the movie theater right. over there. And yeah, I'm going to yeah. be out open with you in this, this, and this, but we ain't never running into nobody I know. Yeah, kind of like um, like I was watching like a small little documentary on YouTube one day. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a street documentary. Like somebody had a camera. They were interviewing people from the village and everything like that. And you had these dudes that obviously weren't from the village. They were probably from the South Bronx or from Queens or something like that or Brooklyn. And one of the dudes is like, like they're like they're dressed like thug style and everything like that. And one of the dudes is like, oh, you know, I used to be gay, but two weeks ago I stopped, you know, but he's still going out to hang out in the village. So he's still going to look to hook up with people, but he's doing it in the village where nobody knows him as opposed to being in his hood. You know? Well, I know a lot of dudes that used to do that. Like they, yeah. they mm-hmm. come out in the village and man, listen, they used to come out in the, the village. Do they mother, pay, you know, know? If you see them, you see them in, in Brooklyn in the, in the best style or Crown Heights. They they totally different. I'm yeah. gonna be honest. It's even like you know, it's even some dudes that used to go out in the Ville back in the days. They used to be dressed up all feminine and everything, like big like cross dressers. Then mm-hmm. when they going home at the end, of, like in the morning time, like five, five six in the morning, everybody's leaving. They go home. They got their clothes and they they got a backpack with their clothes in it, and they got their hoodies on and they going back home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I used so, to see yeah. that back in the day too. Yeah. Right. See, see, me, I, I, you know, I, 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 that's why I said nothing phased me nowadays because I seen it all. I seen mm-hmm. it all. I know it all. Nothing phased me. That that's yes, how it is going up in New is, York, though. Yeah. is a new thing for me, but it's a, it, but it's something that it's a thing. 
been been a thing for a very long time. Just didn't have a name, and you know, rec- recognized game. Damn it, it's it's when that nigga want to hang out with you in a place area he don't live in, and he want to y'all y'all public, but you ain't never met none of his friends or nobody he know. Uh, something something's amiss. Old school DL is we gonna we gonna go pick up this food from Chili's and we gonna eat it in my apartment and we ain't we ain't never gonna be out nowhere. That's old school or, DL. Or, no, or, right. or not even in the apartment, they get a room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a hotel room. room. Yeah, this this new functionally DL is we we going out, but we and we'll do all this in a way where nobody I know knows about it. Mm-hmm. Because you, you can't do that. You know the funny thing about it? Yeah. Chris? Mm-hmm. You know, with the, um, the hotel, the funny thing about it, the hotel you stayed at, Roy mm-hmm. stayed there too. Mm-hmm. You come here to New York, Roy stayed yeah. there too. The funny thing about that hotel, particular hotel, you got doctors, lawyers, and everything that's from like Jersey or, or, or Connecticut that will come to that hotel, book a room for a whole weekend, and do their thing with the girls. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to stay in that hotel and the rooms are a little small, but yeah, I guess actually, yeah, we're, we're, we're there, it still don't matter. Small, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are definitely kind of small, but um, yeah, it's a little nice boutique hotel. But I mean, yeah, that that that's just hotel life. If you ever worked in a hotel, you see it. You see, yeah, see, so you see the prostitutes come in, go up, and they cut, they back down in an hour, half hour, or two hours. Like they go up, they come back down. You know, that's just what it is. My homegirl um, said that her first, her first, that's what that's what she got the first taste of the life of, of, of sex work. She said she was just out one day, you know what I mean? She's trying to figure out what she's going to do in life. And she said a guy was walking up to her. He was from Connecticut. He's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Just came to New York to um do a, do a case. And he's sitting there. He saw her and we started talking. So they're having a good conversation. And he was like, um, so do you want to come up in my room? And she said, well, I don't know about that because I just met you and everything. Very cautious girl. She's smart and everything. Mm-hmm. She don't do it no more, but that's back when she was when she was young and she was doing it. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. he's like, I, I got two hundred dollars for you. She said, light bulb clicked ahead like, yo, damn, two hundred dollars? Look, I ain't never made that much ever. She said she went in the room with them. They did their thing. She got her money, and she said, ever since then, she that's when she started. That's when she basically started doing sex work. She don't do it no more because you know, yeah, that was her younger days. But yeah, that's what she said. That's what introduced her to it. Just by being out there. Mm. Um, wonder. I don't know what's going on. With wonder. Uh, wonder if you do identify as male. Um, please take the time to join our men's only Facebook group uh, called the Men Like Us Tribe. It is a great place for you to be supported if you are if you do identify as male, whether you are cis or trans. By all means, join the group. We are. All there for each other in the group, so you know, come and kick it with us. What says what says in the group stays in the group. Absolutely, it's very private. Yeah. Um, we we definitely police membership pretty hard here. Make sure yeah. you know, no link to be sent, man. Just go look it up on Facebook. Men like us tribe Facebook group. Yeah. And, and, and ex- yep. And excuse my facial uh, 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 reactions to your story, man. There was no diss on you or nothing. I was just like, $200. What the? <laughs> I was yeah, just what like, the what the fuck? fuck? I was worried about that. I was just saying, like, yo, he's a lawyer. So he's like, you know, like some guys, listen, it's just some guys. Yeah. They, 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 you know, I, I call them lazy. 
You know, because you got guys that don't feel like talking to a girl. They don't feel like they, they have to, like, if they're going to cut to the well, chase. I mean, they, they, they are John. They're about the business, man. They're right. about the business. Like, yo, we're doing this. Chase. Here's the money. Let's get it. And they're going to give a price yeah. that she couldn't refuse. That's basically what it is. If he had said $100, she might would have did it. But he said, yo, I'm going to just say 200 If she come up to from $200, i I know I'm good. He said 200 She went up. Wow. So it was like, wow. You know, she yeah. was a young girl. She was about 19, 20 at the time. She was like, yo, like, you know, and by her doing that, it, she by her doing that that night, the week after she was on HRT. Oh yeah, there you go. So it's like, was she in New York? I thought they had programs yeah. for that shit down there. But back this was very. This was back in like when this happened. This was back in like oh four. Okay, so they didn't have nothing in place just yet then, yeah, right? They didn't have okay, in place just yet, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's just judgmental ass Chris <laughs> gracing us again with his presence. Um, guys, we got any more predictions for season three? Any 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 more desires, wants for season three? I do agree with Trell, though. I do hope Lulu gets like a little shine, you know, mm-hmm. on season three, more than what she's already gotten, you know, because I, I mean, let, let, let's face it, a lot of the guys that watch. She's one of the favorite characters for obvious reasons. <laughs> right. She's a very beautiful girl. I mean, everybody yeah. likes Blanca because of her mother in nature. You know I mean, everybody wants that. Yeah. Woman. I mean, Absolutely. For me so with Blanca, yeah, for, for me with Blanca, it's not so much the mothering nature. It's her personality altogether. Like, you know, like, right. like she, she, she's, I, I like people that are genuine. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like it like like if you come at me genuinely, mm-hmm. you know, whether who no matter who you are, you know, like I appreciate the fact that that's done. So if you ever notice like people that I consider friends, like for example, you two, like both of you are genuine. Um, you know, other friends that I have in my life that people don't know about, you know, normally you'll see them, you'll bet, okay, they have a genuine spirit. You know, so that's what I'm attracted to with Blanca is the fact that like you know, from seeing MJ Rodriguez in interviews to seeing her character, it always comes off as genuine. She doesn't seem like a fake individual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another fan of Lulu. <laughs> As you know, uh, one thing I always appreciate about that. Um, one thing I appreciate about that um, that character is the fact that she was a doer. Like she set her mind to do some yeah. shit and fucking did it. She got that nail salon opened up. She she went, she said, fuck it, I'm leaving this place. I'm going to start my own house. Like women that's about their business, that's out there getting shit done. That's yeah. who the fuck I'm checking for. Yo, and just you the saw- way she did it to and just the way she did it to lady, she she's like, you know, you know, and I'm gonna call Vogue Nails after the song, and then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna buy this place from you. <laughs> she was like, Determined, she she had dreams, but, but she she made the shit happen. You but you we we knew that from season one when she said I want yeah. to go and start my own house. She went got her yeah. own apartment, mm-hmm. went start her own house. <laughs> like yeah, you know, we already knew what she was about off, off top. Fact. Absolutely. So I mean, she she got it done. I, I like the business ladies out there getting it, make you know making their way in society and, and saying you know fuck society's limits. I want this and I'm gonna make it happen. And Damn so, it! She made that nail salon happen. Right, she did everything so dope and inspired even Lulu and mm-hmm. Candy to move out. Yeah, that's true. Start their own house. 
So yeah. it's like, yo, it, it, it became something, which is dope. Actually, yo, I'm kind of thrown off by something that Monet just said. Right. Monet just said, like, you know, the guy that she was on the date said that he was a fan of Lulu's and did, like, the air quotes. I'm like, why the fuck yeah. you guys do air quotes like that? Like, like <laughs> how are you a fan? Like, you know, fan. Like, like, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. Mm. You know I mean, that's probably something more with her personally, like, with the guy, I guess. You know, hey. I don't know. You know, uh, uh, it, well, I don't know. Because I would say that maybe some guys might not want to express that they are attracted to somebody else, especially when they're on like maybe a first date. Yeah, you yeah, know, it's yeah. like it's brand new. Like, right. yeah, I like this other girl. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? Her, she's bad as fuck. And she's sitting right there, like, well, nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like, so you know, like exactly, exactly. So, um, oh wait, finally another one. I'd like to see some characters on posts who aren't involved in the ballroom scene. They are. I mean, yeah, they already have that with um, who? No, 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 no. Who are not involved in ballroom scene? Oh, well, I'm saying, uh, Sandra Bernhard was a character that wasn't involved in ballroom. She was involved in Act Up, which is the uh, Monet. You were you were a confident oh, woman. You not like everybody. <laughs> You're the unicorn. You're confident. That's good. Stay that way. Please stay that way. <laughs> she says, "I'm sorry for the people listening." Uh, Monet said, "I didn't care. You like you like who you like." True. So fair enough. But uh, yeah, Monica, like I, that just needs to be a different show because Pose is no. really just like, and no, it, it's there's no way to get away from it really. Now, but wait a minute. Sandra Bernhard was the nurse. She wasn't involved in ballroom. Um, Trans characters. But, yeah, but but I'm just saying, like, you know, these are people that weren't involved in ballroom. Also, the uh, landlord of the nail salon, she wasn't involved in ballroom. Man, stop it. I'm just stop saying. It. I'm but just basically, saying. characters that they're telling stories about, man, not okay. background. <laughs> and Come on. Like, can we get a show that's, that's um, predominantly with trans women? But not yeah, more. like trans women that just show, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is another show. You're right. It's another, another show. show. You're right. Yeah. Right. That's another but show. It, 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 it is all posed for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be, I don't know, whatever. But I, I would love for I would love for I would love to see like a girlfriends type of show with all trans women where you know one is the attorney, the other ones that doing her other thing over here, and other girls doing her other like stay away from the sex work, stay away from ballroom, just make them, I know it's Cosby show-esque and a little respectability politics. I get that. I do. I see that side of it. But, you know, I would I would love to see something like that, you know, where they just out here trying to make their way in the world and shit. That would be dope as fuck. So um, I'm, I'm here for that all day. I, I, I'm with that. I mean, I mean, like, you know, any kind of show, you need different Monet thinks they should bring back Stan to throw a wrench in the Angel Poppy storyline. There's a rumor for that. <laughs> we didn't want to hit on rumors. We, we didn't want to hit on rumors, but that is a rumor that Stan is going to make uh, an appearance. Stan, but 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 not the other Stan. The Stan from like the Eminem video. <laughs> oh no 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 no! He's he's gone. He's gone. He was gone a long time yeah, ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He drowned in the river. But yeah, no. Bring him back, Stan. I like the actor that plays him because I love X Men and he's Quicksilver in X Men. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. He's dope yeah. X-Men. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Evan Peters. He's a good actor. Yeah, Evan Peters. And, and, and bring back, like, bring back everybody. I, I love James Vanderbeek, goddammit. I'm just like, how did they figure out a way to bring him on? Like, yo, I wanted, I wanted to punch him in the fucking face, though. Like, for oh, me, he was I such, he played the, the, the white privileged yo. corporate dick <laughs> so man. well. Yo, this is going to be something that probably only Trell is going to be able to, yeah, yeah, Trell would be the only one to kind of, um, uh, what's called um, appreciate this one, but he reminded me of every fucking kid that you would see on like the B six bus back in the day that went to Severian. <laughs> <laughs> like, like all those Severian, all Severian fuck nuts. Oh, <laughs> you know? Is that a Brooklyn thing? Yeah, like like yeah. um Severian was a high school, and it was all the rich fucking brats. Whose okay. fathers were like mafia that. guys or attorneys and shit yep. like that. Like, mm. yeah. You had Severian, you had Bishop Ford, you had Bishop, not so much Bishop Lachlan, but Bishop Carney was for the girls. Yeah, Bishop Carney yeah, yeah, was the girls, and, and they always look yeah. good. They look good too. Right, but uh. well, look, I'm uh I'm here for a trans version of girlfriends or <laughs> a girlfriend's reboot where one of the friends is trans and she's just one of the girls, and it doesn't like it's not a well, big piece of the overall storyline. Maybe one episode, but you know. Well, well, this ain't trans related, but I did just find out that they're coming out with a spinoff of Living Single. Oh yeah! Wow, really? And and, and Eric Alexander is going to be in it, but as like a different role, you know. But she's going to be involved. Uh, who who's okay. that? Eric Alexander. Yeah, she was the one that played the uh, the loud mouth. Yeah. I'm Maxine. sorry. That's who? Oh, Maxine. Maxine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, she was in Black Lightning recently. Good oh, she show. Been in a bunch of things. She, 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 yeah, she, she was in Wu Tang American Saga. Yeah, that's what. Oh, I love yeah, that show. Yeah, so the, they come back. Oh my god, I love facts, that show. Facts, facts. The non-East Coast guy here doesn't. I didn't. I didn't watch it. And like, while a lot of people respect Wu Tang Clan, I've never been an East Coast rap kind of dude. So it's just like it just never really like straight out of Compton. I saw that three times in theaters, and then I bought it as soon as it came out at home. Yo, but, just for you saying that, all I gotta say, Charles, like, yo, let me get a woo tank. Exactly. I just went through my phone and saw the character that I was talking about from the TV show Shy. That's, yeah. that's, the, trans, that's the trans girl on there. Her name is Imani on there. Okay. And her name is Jasmine okay. Davis. Okay, that's what's up. Shout out to Jasmine Davis. Davis. I love her character on you. She's dope. Oh, cool. Yo, yo, it kind of hurt me to find out that Damaris Lewis, the one that played uh, Jasmine in Pose, to mm. find out that she, she wasn't trans. Mm. Kind of hurt my heart a little bit. <laughs> the, the one that played Jasmine Wintour in Pose. Which Damaris Lewis. Uh, the the dark-skinned girl that was in, in the house of Wintour. Like the model-looking girl. Oh, the tall one. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She from Brooklyn, and she yeah, no. she ain't trans. She 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 she's a uh, West Indian. Yeah. Yeah, mm. she's not. Well, you got to think about all bo- and, and, and ballroom is not no, all. No, no, but the whole thing is. No, I know, but her character came across as trans, and mm. then I found out that her character was really meant to be cis. Yeah. And which which is mm. why she's not transgender. Right. You know, but 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 everybody when they first saw her saw her, they thought that she was trans. Yeah, because she's tall. That's why. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so love me some tall women. Mm. Love the tall women. But yo, to find out she's from Brooklyn though, I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah, fellas, um, I really don't have anything else on pose. <laughs> I think I, I'm, we done talked, we done did all the pose stuff. Yep, yep. But I do want to reiterate from earlier. If there is anybody out there that knows anything that happened about the situation with Venus Extravaganza from 30 plus years ago, please contact your local authorities at the, at the NYPD because, yeah, that's the case that should have been solved a long time ago that the police definitely dropped the ball on. For sure, for sure. Uh, Mike, host of the Real Talk podcast, tell them where they can find you, bro. Yep, you can find me on all the major streaming platforms like Spotify and everything, the Real Talk Podcast, um, at Mike Brooklyn on Twitter, where I post my podcast, just like that. And I post everybody else's, including the Men Like Us podcast. Uh so yeah, um, you know, right there you'll get that real discussions, real opinions, and of course the real fucking talk. <laughs> right on, right on. Brother Trail, where can they find you, man? No, uh, I need to get me a Damn podcast. I feel like the odd man. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, soon come, soon come. Um, like my grandfather would say. Um, um, you can find me on all platforms: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. King Clee Trail. All right, King Clee Trail on that's all platforms. Fun. Anybody that's on Snapchat, which I'm on Snapchat every day, hard body. Um, my Snapchat is Clemonati, and uh, my stories is crazy. Every women love it, so that's why I post it. I only post women, so yeah. Hmm. Fair enough. Um, yo, everybody can find me on what was this? Yep, subscribe to the Men Like Us podcast on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the, the, the podcasting platforms. But you can also find me on Clubhouse. Follow me on Clubhouse at MLU Chris at Big Chris TX. We have some dope-ass discussions on there. We'd love to see all of y'all in there. I think I'm going to have to get on Clubhouse, man. Get on Clubhouse. Fellas, 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 please, please, please join the Men Like Us Facebook. I'm sorry, the Men Like Us Tribe Facebook group. It's a men's only group for us. It's a pretty secure uh, group. Everything is kept in there. You can ask whatever questions without fear of, you know, being talked down to or judged. We are here to support each other. We're here for each other. So by all means, join the group. Yes. Um, like before, whatever says in there, stays in there. No infiltrates. Or you will be kicked off the island as we already did with one person because of his shenanigans. And that's that. Mm-hmm. For okay. sure. No, we, man, it's more than just him. I got rid of probably eight, nine people out that group. For, you know, suspiciously fake profiles. So, you know, if if you join Facebook in the past couple months, you cannot get into the group. Okay. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're like, I don't admit profiles that are brand new. It has to be over a year old. So, cause you know, infiltrators will just make up a fake profile and, you know, try and join ladies. I know you want to hear what we're talking about in there. I know you do, but you know, nah. It's a, it's a private safe space. So um, I guess with that, hold on, let's see, we got some more comments here. It's our secret society. Yes, it's <laughs> our 
All we have is trust. Fuck that movie, though. And if you need invites to Clubhouse, look like Monet got you. <laughs> she got extra invites. Bro, I'm sitting on like 15 invites myself. Yo, I need to, um, I need to get on Clubhouse. I, I got to see how I get on there, man. Monet, you're tall with heels. She she's about as tall as me with heels on. So I'm like, oh, yes, than me. Lord, God, Boy, yes, God, yes. But huh? she has, yeah, she wears heels, so she's tall. Oh, she wear them heels, she's just as big as me. Yeah, it's a good thing. No, I'm just like, I love that shit. It's a good thing. Yeah, keep keep on wearing them heels, uh, Monet. Keep wearing them heels, goddamn it. Uh, Fatima, I'm so glad someone likes tall women. Yes, that's me. Someone, some of us, all of us. All right. Yep. Oh, all right. I'm not the only one. You heard it here. I do it all. Again, the thoughts and opinions of Trell is not those of. <laughs> I want to be respected, not liked. There you go. Keeping it real, man. So uh, with that, we will holler at everybody else later. We are doing a show Monday night. It will be. Um, what is it? HIV education. We have an HIV expert coming on the show. So please join us for that. We are going to list a whole lot of facts. It's going to be a really dope educational session for all you guys out there and ladies also feel free to join. So um, with that, we are out. We'll see you in a few days.